You are listening to You Heard It Here Second, Episode 30. Are you tired of seeing Rattata's stupid buck teeth or Zubat flapping his wings in your face? Do you want an awesome Pokemon like Dratini or a cute one like Pikachu? Then stop playing like an idiot and call Mike DeFranco, expert Pokemon wrangler. He'll help you catch them all. The podcast is produced every Monday night and airs every Tuesday morning. More information can be found on our website, DerekAndSteve.com. That does it for episode 29. Steve, I know you hated this episode. Uh, no worries, though. We'll be back next week for episode 30, if you heard it here second. Derek and Steve present... What's going on today? Was that your that was What's your going question? on today? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I just... Re- uh, what are your two favorite ice cream toppings? Caramel sauce. Ew. And uh, whipped cream. Caramel sauce whipped and whipped cream. cream. Wow. So those are the teams that reportedly will have meetings with Durant. All right, let me um, s- let me save you a lot of time and effort. He goes to the Celtics. <laughs> Celtics get everything they want. They win the title. <laughs> and, and that's that. You heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 30 of You Heard It Here Second. I'm Derek alongside Steve. Steve, how was your trip? Oh, trip was good. Thanks, Derek. Steve um, was gone last week. I was gone last week, so it was a very Boston-heavy episode. Huge, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Huge Boston heavy episode. Polarizing. So uh, to those who weren't into that, I apologize. To those who were into it, uh, nice little treat for you guys. So we're not going to have that this week. None of that. I'm back as a staple. Um, The trip was good. I was in upstate New York in the Catskills. A lot of relaxation was had, and I'm fresh, ready to go. There we go. So So my question for you, Derek, is we had a discussion at the bar about this, and we don't have to spend too long, but I think it's a good Good question to ask. If you could only have one or go to one for the rest of your life, or you couldn't go to the others, you have to pick one of these three, would you pick diners, drive-ins, or dives? So it's a great question. Yes, it's a great question. Um, And unlike the other questions you've done, it's not on the spot. I did have a little bit of time on this one. My first reaction was dives. That was my first answer. Because dives are great, you know. Dives are dives cool. are good. Um, dives are good. You know, Mary Ann's one of our one of our favorite dives. Yeah, it's a dive. Um, so at first, I was like, I can't imagine myself not getting to go to a dive bar ever again in my life. Um, but the more I thought about it, I think that I like diners more in comparison to regular restaurants than I do dives in comparison to regular bars. You're a diner guy. I'm a diner guy. You're like yeah. uh, mashed potatoes as a side, corn I, you know, as a side. I'm, I'm real happy with diner food, like compartmentalized. Gravy three, on everything. Gravy on it, like three category, like three sections of your plate, different food on each section. You know, I, li- I like diners. Um, you know, a lot of times I got milkshakes, Tilton Diner. We've fre- You love we've milkshakes too. Yeah, I was surprised. So diners are, diners are my play after a little bit of thought. I'm... Um, I'm so yeah, I'm taking the taking the uh, the road less traveled. I'm saying drive-ins. Drive-ins. I love dives. I love dives. It's definitely here. least picked, but there's there's a defense to it because like Sonic is Sonic. Um, how it's, often do you ever get to defense. go? Imagine never going to one again. Imagine never going to a drive-in <laughs> and never seeing a Sonic commercial with those two guys. I only, in the I've cars. only been to Sonic once. No wonder you picked. Yeah. Diners. I know. Well, there's not many Sonics. Not many Sonics around here. Yeah, I know. So. Absence makes the heart. Now ponder. the que- now the question that was brought up is that are we going to count like a drive-in movie? That, yes, that serves food. You have to count because if you're counting dive bar that doesn't serve food, yeah, you have to count a drive-in drive-in of any theater kind. that doesn't serve yeah. food. Yeah. So that strengthens the case because drive-in movies are cool, you know. But I've also only been to one or two. Yeah, I've only been to one or two as well. But, but imagine them not existing. But, but but you're adding them up. You know, you're adding up now Sonics and drive-in movies. 
So you're increasing the value there. And dives, there's no more dives off diving boards. <laughs> yeah. right, right, right. Just kidding. Makes sense. Um, just establishments. But that's the question. If you have an opinion, let us know. We debated that. It's it's a much better argument right. at 2 a.m. at the bar than it is yeah. for the podcast, and, I think. And I think we should point out that Guy Fieri doesn't even go to drive-ins. He never so, goes to drive-ins. So I don't know why It should be called that. diners and dives. Yeah. I agree. Diners, drives, and, and regular restaurants. Crack cocaine. Yeah. More like hipster, hipster joints. <laughs> so that's uh, the opening question uh, brought to you by Steve. He... Brought to you by one. Steve. <laughs> um, also, you might have heard in the intro, we have a sponsor this week. A very so. relevant sponsor. Yeah. So um, we actually, the sponsor will be on the episode. We'll be dialing in Mike DeFranco, and he'll give you some tips on how to catch Pokemon. But the new phenomenon, which um, it's about two weeks old now, so we missed the boat because of the Boston episode. But Pokemon's hot yeah. right now. Yeah. I'm wearing a Pokemon t-shirt that I've had for probably 20 years. I had got it when I was five, probably. Okay. Uh, my dad bought it in larger an XL for whatever reason, kept it around, and I have it still. Now, yeah, now now you can wear it. So um, people are playing Pokemon left and right. There, there's like in Boston Common this weekend. There was a march or a Pokemon walk. Was there? Okay. Guess how many people showed up? Oh God, I don't. Five hundred. Eight thousand. Eight thousand. Eight thousand people in, in the Boston, Boston Common. Common. Wow. Yeah. It was like Boston's Poke Walk or whatever. Wow. Wow, I um, missed so that. It's a big deal. We both don't have it. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you've heard a lot about it if yeah. you're not living under a rock. seen a lot of people playing it. Um, one of the reasons I haven't played it yet is because of the people I've seen playing it. Um, <laughs> not to not to judge. I know it's, look, it's it, it's a looks like a fun game. I, I think the idea is you're, fun. You're I insulting think that, our sponsor right I now. Think that, I, no, I think, I think it's cool. I think that augmented reality is also cool. It's where kind of the future of technology is going. Um, so yeah, look, I, I think that this Pokemon thing is cool. I just haven't given it a try yet. Um, but our our sponsor and our guest has given it a try. So and they're going to give us, us the, a little bit more about scoop. about our guest. So um, we'll have on Mike DeFranco, one of my good friends, uh, longtime friend. Actually, him and his twin brother are celebrities. Um, they starred in a movie, maybe if maybe two movies when they were young. Um, and I'll let him describe it a bit more. But um, let's get into the let's get into the interview. All righty, learn a bit more about Pokemon. All right, we have Mike DeFranco on the line. Mike, how are you doing? Good, how are you? We're doing good. Mike's a long-time listener, right? Oh, yeah, from the beginning. Nice. 30 episodes, do you think? Probably. <laughs> um, so Mike's uh, our resident Pokemon expert and also uh, a semi-celebrity because we're really good at getting celebrities on the show. Yeah, so, yeah. Mike, why don't you tell our listeners exactly what you, you starred in when you were little? Yeah, I was in Stuart Little too. Did a bunch of commercials and a TV show when I was a baby. <laughs> wow. Was it just you, or did your twin brother join you? Yeah, he was there. <laughs> he took most of the fame. Did he really? Yeah. He got more of the FaceTime. Yep. When got you, to his head too. When you watch Stuart Little too, can you tell who's back? Like, is it his back of the head or your back of the head? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> I, we used to be able to tell. Uh. Um, so we're, you're here today to talk about Pokemon Go, it's sweeping the nation, and um, because of, I, uh, Mike was on, our, on my vacation with me as well, so I know he plays Pokemon Go, and he's pretty into it, or at least knows about it. Um, so Mike, tell us what all the hype, of, hype is about. What is Pokemon Go, and why should we care? It's not just an app anymore, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> How so? Everyone, everyone's doing it, just waking up playing Pokemon, eating playing Pokemon, <laughs> They're probably thinking about it when they're going to sleep, too. <laughs> and are you actually good at Pokemon, or do you just claim to be a Pokemaster? 
I try to stay humble, but I'm probably the best. Yeah. <laughs> the best, like out of out of everybody. Yeah, best there ever was, best there ever will be. <laughs> so, who would you say your favorite Pokemon is? Now, maybe not just the ones you've caught, but out of all the Pokemon, uh, who's your favorite one out of them all? And then your favorite one that you've seen since starting to play the game recently? My favorite one that I have is pretty sentimental. I named them after a good friend of mine that we lost three months ago. Is a Charizard who has a CP of 2,206. <laughs> wow. What'd you name him after? Harambe. Oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Harambe the Charizard. Um, yep. And do you have a, um, a favorite Pokemon moment? Like, do you, I know you said when you're at work, you're near like a few things. You just sit at work and play Pokemon all day. Yeah. I saw a little kid who was about three years old. His dad was trying to show him it. And he ended up throwing his phone into a fountain. <laughs> was trying to catch a Pokemon? Yeah, he was trying to throw the Pokeball at him, but he thought he had to throw a phone right, right in there. Dad <laughs> had to jump in. Kid was crying. <laughs> That's pretty tough. Jeez. Um, I've heard some crazy stories. People are, like, getting injured playing Pokemon. They're, yeah. like, walking into traffic yeah. and stuff. Yeah. That's I, part of the reason. I, mean, I haven't seen anyone get ki- I haven't seen anyone walk in traffic yet. I've that's happened. Have you come close to danger at all trying to catch a Pokemon? I have not. No dangerous Pokemon? Uh, I'm aware of my surroundings. <laughs> I know where all of them are. Um, so if you had to give, because you sponsored the episode, you are Mike DeFranco, Pokemon expert, Pokemon wrangler. What is your tip to the budding Pokemon masters out there? Is that what they're called? Pokemasters? Poke something? Trainers. Pokemon trainers. trainers. Trainers, right, right. Trainers. Thanks, Mike. Oh. <laughs> what's, your, what's your tip to all the Poke trainers out there? My number one tip would be if you see a gym that I'm controlling, turn around and run as fast as you can. <laughs> how many gy- do you? How long can you control a gym, or what, what's the idea behind gyms? Uh, it's, it's, there's three teams. So once some, a team controls it, like you start throwing your best Pokemon in there, then someone else from another team has to come in and take out everyone, and then their team is controlling it, and then other people put their Pokemon on there that's from the same team. So what's what's the benefit of having a gym? Benefit is XP bonuses, and there's like a I don't know that's the battle. There's not really fights except for the gym, like in the old Pokemon. Okay. So that's where all the battling is. And do you see Pokemon as a fad? Is this going to be... Cause I, is it already dying down? Because it was the most insane news sweep of a an app that I've seen in a long time. And I feel like I yeah, have it. Too much moving around for people. It's definitely going to die down. Too much moving around? <laughs> there's been, so yep. Tell them about the steps thing and what you have to do to get steps. Oh, yeah. There's like two kilometer eggs, five kilometer eggs, and ten kilometer eggs. Tracks your steps and where you go, and once you, once you get that, you get a, a Pokemon hatches out of it. So, and then the 2K aren't that good. The 5K get better, and then the 10K are good Pokemon. So it's forcing people to exercise. Wow. Yeah, basically. So is it good? Is it good? Do we think it's good, Derek? I mean, if it's forcing people to exercise, it, it might be good. Maybe. I mean, Mike, but they're but they're glued to their phones though. Do you feel in better shape <laughs> because you play Pokemon, Mike? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> no. Hasn't been long enough. Hasn't been long enough. All right. Um, well, do you have any parting thoughts on any tips or tricks for 
the Pokey trainers out there. I know Derek's going to go download it right after this. Oh, yeah. I'm already I'm downloading it right now. I have a uh, little fun fact I can get in trouble for saying. Just do Ooh. it. There's, there's um, creators of Pokemon. They were on a business trip coming to the U.S. They actually came up with the idea of Poke, of the Pokemon concept, eating inside of a Taco Bell. So when you're when you're at a Taco Bell that's in range of a Pokestop, you get double XP. <laughs> wow, is that true or no? Are you... I believe it's true. <laughs> I want to believe it. <laughs> I want to believe it too, and I'm glad you threw the Taco Bell in there because you know Taco Bell news. Is, is we, big... I love Taco Bell. Ta- uh, everyone loves Taco Bell, Mike. Everybody loves Taco Bell. Um, all right, do you have any any last things? Any? Um, I know we said it, no more advice because I don't know if that Taco Bell thing is true or not. But um, any <laughs> part, true, true. any parting knowledge or, or fun fun facts? All the people getting up to level five right about now. Team Valor. Team Valor is are, is that one of the teams? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what? But it's it's yellow, blue, and what is the other one? Yeah, yellow, blue, and red. Valor's red. Red. Okay, so you're Team Red. Yep. All right. All right. Recruit for Team Red. That's the idea. Uh, Mike yeah. De- Mike DeFranco, thanks for coming on. Um, thanks for having me. Enlightening the people about Pokemon Go. It's if Next you time you want to interview me, we'll um, do it when the servers are down so I'm not missing any playtime. <laughs> yeah. Are, are the servers down right now? No. I picked you guys over it. Wow. That's yeah. impressive. Wow. Well, thank you so much. Um, You're I hope, welcome. I hope you catch a lot of... Pokemon. Mewtwo's. <laughs> yeah, I have a uh, my alarm set for 3 a.m. to start walking around and start hatching some eggs. <laughs> awesome. All right, Mike. I will talk to you soon. Have a good one. All right. See you. Thanks. All right. Thanks again to Mike DeFranco, the Pokemaster. The Pokemaster, Mike. Um, thanks for coming on, for giving us For giving us the lowdown on, on what's going on with this new, uh, maybe not a fad. Maybe it's, maybe it's here maybe to stay. Maybe it's here to stay. All right. And now we move to the second quarter for trivia. We haven't had trivia in a few weeks, actually. I think we didn't do trivia the last time we were on together. And we didn't do trivia last week either when you were gone. So, Well, trivia's uh, back. Trivia's back. With a vengeance. Um, okay, so we have a... Actually, I'm not going to give any clues. No clues. Well, I'm going to give right, five so clues. Everyone ready? Go. Guess. No pre-clues. All right. Clue number one. This person was born on June 30th, 1985 in Roger Forge of Townsend, Maryland. All right, so a Maryland person born in 1985. Clue number two. Because he wears a size 14 shoe... His wingspan measures uh, at six feet seven inches. So a big dude. Big dude. Big dude it's born in he, Maryland. He big dude born in Maryland, nineteen eighty-five. All right. This person has a strong physical exercise regimen. Burns off many calories each day. Um, he works out for five hours a day and consumes out consumes approximately ten thousand calories a day. He consumes 10,000 a day. Wow, that's a lot of calories. That's like half what you consume. It's, that's like, yeah. That's that's close to what I eat every day. Well, not not that close. It's like half. So. <laughs> Very good. In February 2009, when a photo of this person with a water pipe used for smoking marijuana was published, he lost his sponsorship deal with You Heard It Here Second. No, just kidding. Not not sponsorship with You Heard It Here Second. It was a sponsorship with the Kellogg Company. You heard, you heard your second wasn't around. And gained a sponsorship and from, gained, you heard it here second. Correct, correct, <laughs> seven years later. Um, he has earned 22 Olympic medals. You should probably know it by now. Yes. 11 of them were gold. He's the most decorated Olympic athlete of all time. 
Derek Michael Robinson. Phelps. Um, Michael Phelps. He, um, I, only, I only have 19 Olympic medals. I'm interested to know w- at which clue that g- people guessed you know, that. For me, it was 10,000 calories a day because that was very uh, publicized when, when when people talked about his diet back when it, when he was kind of in his prime of but winning But people might have been thinking basketball. basketball. Yeah, certainly, certainly. I think there's. I don't think anybody. Most people wouldn't get that at number two with the wingspan. I think you think six foot seven, huge wingspan. You're immediately thinking NBA. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, ten thousand calories a day was in the news a lot with Michael Phelps back when uh, he was kind of crushing gold medals like it was his job, which he's crushing gold career. medals and crushing so. water pipes. Yeah, <laughs> and subway gravity so, bones. Um. So there's <laughs> trivia. Second quarter is over, and it moves us to the third quarter, which is going to be sports. So. Uh, we got a few sports topics. Again, we're in that time of year where there's just baseball going on. Um, the sports topics are pretty fun. The right sports now, topics are, are unique. Yeah, there's there's because we can only we can only talk about good ones. Yeah, like, exactly. We're not so just going to talk we, about we get the pick. We yeah. get the pick. We get to yeah. pick our choice here, as opposed to you know NBA finals. You got to talk about it. Uh, football every week. You got to talk about it. Now we can talk about what we choose to. So uh, first, we'll go with baseball, which was the biggest story of today with a with a legit sports, not like a not like a gossip or controversy or anything but an actual you know sports and uh trade which a role this chapman gets traded from the yankees to the cubs so the cubs now already potentially arguably the best team in baseball uh and definitely the best pitching staff i think in baseball this year add maybe the most dominant closer or at least the the fiercest fiercest and highest strikeout closer uh one of the highest strikeout guys in mlb history even though he has a small sample size they add him and the cubs are clearly now the hands-on favorite to win the world series so First of all, I guess we don't really need to analyze this trade because it clearly makes the clubs the Cubs a lot better. Yes. The question is, the Cubs have not won the World Series in over 100 years. Yep. Can you reverse a curse like this when you're the odds-on so favorite to win? Uh, the answer is no. You can't. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's, you're not allowed to. Uh, you can't be cursed and then beat the curse just, just by being, being good. <laughs> good enough to beat it. You have to be lucky to beat it. Right. Um, so, unfortunately, they don't win this year. I right. like the Cubs. I like Joe Madden. Um, also, you played a clip of me saying Durant to the Celtics. Yeah, yeah. So we're doing fact checks now. <laughs> no, I thought it was a funny response. It's it a funny response. You were clearly being, you were clearly joking with your response. Okay, I don't think I was. You weren't joking. No, the Celtics get everything they want. Well, they didn't this year. Well, the curse is broken. <laughs> um, um, so anyway, the Cubs are. You're right. The clear favorite. They're that was literally the only. Not even a hole that they had on their team, but I mean their starting pitching was their starting pitching is no great. Holes. Their closers are good, but they're they're bullpen. So now they get to push their their stud closer and stud reliever. Yeah, down and down in inning. Yeah, um, and it helps them a lot because yeah. I read some whatever the advanced baseball statistics are, and they're like their worst winning percentage is when they're tied in the sixth or seventh inning. Right, right. Um, so yeah, it's bridging that gap from the starter to the closer, and now. Now the guys that were their setup man and their closer can shift down an inning with Chapman being the ninth inning guy. So, yeah, it, yeah. it, it helps them immensely. Um, but, again, I'm going to say they win the World Series next year. It always feels like these teams that are cursed. You know, I can cite the Red Sox as an example that I was aware of. It just felt like they were going to win it in 03. And then they, they have the crushing defeat against the Yankees that nobody saw coming because that team was just like they thought that was the team that was going to finally do it. I think the Cubs win the World Series in 2017. I don't think they win it this year. Somehow, I, I don't know why. I mean, they should win it, but I think that somebody else beats them. All right, so you're taking the field. I'm taking the field. I'm um, taking the Red Sox. So for those of you who don't know, Araldis Chapman also, when he, we say the fiercest, is oh, yeah. a monster. Yeah, he, he throws over 100. I think, so he's thrown over about 1,800 he's, pitches over 100 miles an hour in his, <laughs> in his career, yeah. which is 
more than the next twenty pitchers combined. Yeah, it's so like the next the this year I think one other pitcher's thrown like three. Yeah, he's thrown like seventy. Yeah, so he just and he and he hits like one hundred five. He doesn't just hit one hundred. Yeah, he hits like ten miles per hour faster than the best pitchers in the MLB. Yeah. Um, although the one drawback to that is if you can't locate it, you right. can basically lay down a bunt for a home run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. um, so, but really, I mean, he's been dominant and, uh, and Cubs, Cubs gave up a lot for him. They did. Cubs they gave did. up a lot for him. Yankees actually make out pretty well Yeah. The, in I terms mean, of what they paid for all yeah. Chapman when he was suspended. They, right. they kind of gave up yeah, nothing they, for they him. They flipped that asset pretty well. Um, but it's, you know, it always pains the Yankees to do something like that because the Yankees are not the type of team that ship someone away to rebuild. You know, the Yankees, yep. are, the Yankees are supposed to be winning every year. And mm-hmm. uh, so that it, it still kind of hurts for them a little bit, even though they get a good return. Um, but nonetheless, we'll see what happens with the Cubs. Uh, next story, Tyron Liu <laughs> cashes in on his brilliant head coaching job this year, signs a five-year, $35 million extension. So He basically made $35 million for being friends with LeBron James. Yeah, uh, for, yeah, essentially. I mean, most of LeBron's friends probably make $35 yeah. million just yeah. because now, he's so rich. Now, but. I... I, I I guess I'll try to be fair to Tyron Lue. Um, he did win that, an NBA and championship. He did win an NBA championship. And he played which, the end of that game, I remember, well. He did. He did. I uh, mean, timeouts don't I will, really judge I will how give, well you coach a game. Yeah, but I will give him credit. Now, um, so look, Cleveland is obviously confident that LeBron James is going to play there the rest of his career. So it doesn't really matter if Tyron Lue is a good coach or not. Uh, independent, yeah, it really indep- does. Independent of Le- no, no, in- it's a warm body that what LeBron ma- what, doesn't what hate. What matters is that is he a good coach for LeBron James? That's all that matters. Is he a person that LeBron James just doesn't hate? Yeah, right. And so, and I think the criticisms, you know, we talked about this once before. Eric Spolster got criticized heavily, and then after LeBron left, Spolster kind of proved that he's still a pretty good coach. Yeah, Tyrone Lue probably doesn't have to prove that. He won't have to prove that because they expect LeBron to stay there the rest of his career. Yeah. So, we definitely give Tyrone Lue. No slack. He might be a yeah, good coach, yeah, but right. because LeBron James kind Look, of chased out. Let's let's put it this way: I think David Blatt's a better head coach than Tyron Lewis. Yes, but I, but LeBron James doesn't like David Blatt as much, and, and and that's the way it works. It's not he. If LeBron doesn't like you, and it's LeBron's team, then you're not the right coach for the team, even if you're a quote unquote better coach. Yes. So you know, you could put Brad Stevens on as the coach of the Cleveland Cavs, and maybe he's not better for the situation than Tyron Lewis. You know, it's so the point is Cleveland. Cleveland's confident in him, and they do not expect LeBron to go anywhere at this point. So it if, doesn't really matter if he's a good coach outside of Le- the LeBron it, system or not. It's a stupid idea, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, yeah. They're just going to run with the exactly. uh, coach who... It's weird that we're talking about a head coach who won the NBA championship like he's garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, that's how he... I don't beat think beat he's, one of the best teams in NBA history. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think he's great, but he's got to be... Yeah, good. I mean, yeah, it's, you know... Again, you you just can't really criticize. I mean, yeah. Look, if if they if another team came out came along and signed Tyron Lue away from the Cavs for five years, thirty five million, you could mm-hmm. criticize the heck out of him, and you could say, okay, is he really a good coach? I don't know. I mean, he had LeBron and Kyrie basically go go off in that series. So was that his doing or not? You know, if another team came in and made that commitment to him, that'd be one thing. But you know. Again, they're going to have LeBron and Kyrie for the next five years of his, of this extension. So, so it doesn't matter if Tyron Lue is good or not. As long as he knows how to manage those guys, mm-hmm. not necessarily coach the team, but manage the manage the egos and the talent, then it doesn't really matter for him. So um, that's that for that story. Uh, the now next my, story, now, your favorite story. Not my favorite, just the most obvious story <laughs> ever written. I don't know why it's breaking news. 
that Peyton Manning did not use HGH. Right. That's like saying, like, coming out, breaking news, Derek Jeter did not use steroids. <laughs> like, duh. He's yeah. he's America's sweetheart. Everyone yeah, so, loves him. Yeah, so... Um, and he's the most honest, hardworking guy. So in 2011, Peyton Manning, coming off four neck surgeries, can't throw football. And then in 2012, he breaks the NFL record for passing touchdowns in a season. Um, coincidentally, at that time, his wife received shipments of HGH, but... She was taking them, not him. Okay, um, so, big, so Big Poppy is so 65 years big, old, still big, has the highest OPS in all of MLB, he's, he's, has 50 home runs, and is the angriest guy in baseball. Yeah, he's, yeah. But doesn't use steroids. Yeah, well, so what, do, you, do you think Poppy uses them or that Peyton didn't use them? Because you can't think both. I'm so. just criticizing your line of argument. Well, the, the line of argument for do David... Do you think the, David Price does them? Uh, David Ortiz, no, because there's no evidence that he does them. Okay, well then... Same the, argument for Peyton well, Manning. That, this, the seven month investigation, because, because, Derek. So in seven months, the the NFL was able to conclude that he did not use steroids, which is beyond a reasonable comical doubt. to me because the NFL couldn't prove in a year and a half long investigation that the Patriots did deflate footballs. They only could prove that they probably did, and they suspended. They they levied the the most severe punishment in the history of the game. But they were able to conclusively prove, so they say, that Peyton Manning did not, not only could they not prove a positive, they actually proved a negative that he didn't, they proved that he didn't use steroids. It was probably because he, he gave they, them a cell phone they with all prove. of the the information they needed to say, oh, look, <laughs> they, those were for directly for his wife, or oh, look. So maybe so, there's picture evidence of his so wife. It's sad. And, doing and, and the saddest part about it is that the NFL has said that the other players named in the Al Jazeera report will need to give interviews. That's maybe the saddest part of this is how blatantly biased they are towards Peyton Manning. As I don't he, think as it's biased. He was named in this inter- in this report, and he's the only guy that doesn't have to now face the music for the rest of it. The other six guys named in it, like Clay Matthews and the rest of them, they got to face the music and give interviews. So face the music or be investigated. Be investigated heavily, which he like, definitely was not. <laughs> I don't know, man. So they found will, that he did not use. What's it. impressive is that they cleaned up their internal system, and they didn't have a single leak come out in in a seven month investigation, and we didn't hear one word about it. And they didn't even have to spend five million dollars on it. So they've they've cleaned up their process extremely for investigating well, compared with the five million dollar. They've learned that, that they have to be tighter with these athletes did, they that did. cheat. They learned a lesson. <laughs> you just have to be very strict and fast, or they'll destroy all their evidence. And make it impossible to actually investigate. Yeah, exactly. So, so Peyton Manning probably just opened the doors to his house and said, "Look, I'm an open book. Yep, <laughs> a Super Absolutely. Bowl champ. Absolutely, open book. Yeah, that's what they did. That's what they did. So, um, so that's that story. Um, that's a story. <laughs> and is that it? Is what else do we have? Do we have any other sports topics? We don't have any listed. Um, not really. I don't think. Um, and is there? Oh, no. Chris Sale. Chris Sale. Chris Sale's so psychopath. Story. Yeah. So this is a fun story. So there's a psychopath playing baseball. Right. Actually, pretty good baseball player. Yeah, really good baseball player. His name is Chris Sale. He's a pitcher for the Chicago White Sox. Um, it was his turn to pitch. <laughs> he didn't like the throwback uniforms they were going to wear, and he, he voiced his opinion. Said, yes. I don't like these throwback uniforms. I would prefer not to wear them. The management, who owns the team and pays his salary. A said, lot. A big salary. A big salary. Says, I'm sorry, Chris. We're going to wear these tonight. Everyone in the stands is getting a jersey because it's this jersey night. Um, it's very important that we have throwbacks. It's in the MLB policy. It is. MLB actually dictates when these, these throwback yeah. games happen. Yeah, yeah. We, we have to do this, um, so we're all going to do it, and you're going to pitch and get over it. Um, so the whole team goes out to, for batting practice. Chris Sale, 
They don't wear their jerseys in batting They don't wear their jerseys. They wear uh, batting practice jerseys, basically warm-ups. Warm-up yeah. t-shirts or whatever. Um, so he goes into the locker room, takes scissors or a knife, and cuts every single throwback jersey. Every single one. So that they cuts cannot them. so that yeah. they cannot be used. Um, apparently the, the, it's from an escalated argument. Um, he's always had back and forth. He with, voiced it before, apparently. He, de- he he's always had anti Cubs man or anti uh, White Sox management mm-hmm. arguments throughout. He his was career. involved in the Drake LaRoche thing. In, yeah, in the preseason, the, America's most hated fourteen-year-old boy. <laughs> um, so anyway, he cuts up all the jerseys, suspended for his start five games, which. I think for pitchers, suspending five games is really nothing. They counted. They counted the game they sent him home as well. So exactly. he misses one start, and he's back for his regular. He next misses. Start. He misses the start that, that he they, that yeah. he demolished his jersey, so he didn't have to start. So big deal. Right. That's the suspension. Yeah, I mean they'll probably be fines. But but jerseys are safe for the next five games. Yeah. So, so, um, so that's a in this week in crazy sports. Yeah, I mean. I guess to he's to, begging to be traded. I was but just going to say to to make one comment, and as far as an actual analysis, baseball wise, that you know, does this scare any teams away who might have been willing to pay a really high price for him? I know it sounds silly, but might teams use it as leverage and say, "Well, I mean, <laughs> this guy just went psycho on your on your clubhouse and cut all the jerseys yeah. up." Like, does that lower the price a little bit for this it's guy? Kind of like a Dwight Howard phenomenon. I mean, yeah. you you pay for the player mm-hmm. and hope that he doesn't destroy your team internally. Yeah, right, um, right. Which doesn't seem to be the case with either of them. Right. Um, it can it can change. It can turn around. I think um, Randy Moss, wasn't he kind of a, yeah. a bad locker room guy? Came oh, yeah. To well, New England. Yeah. Was, yeah the, the, with a lot of guys like that are looking to turn their career around. Yeah. Though. Like Steve, sale, Steve sale Smith is, yeah, had, yeah. Had, um, came to a different football team. Yeah. It's kind of like you, you just have to hope yeah. that he he's not anti-establishment and he's very right, anti. That he's just anti White, White Sox. Sox. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, like Demarcus Cousins is is incredibly anti Kings. Yeah. It's like you know a lot of teams. It, that's a good, a good comparison actually because a lot of teams are scared to trade for that guy because he's been a problem the entire time there. Is he anti-establishment or is he anti the situation he's in? Which in both of these guys' cases, granted, the organization's also kind of messy too. Like yeah. they they're, they don't really know how to handle these guys. So. It's interesting, but... Um, How would you handle it? Chris Sale, you're the owner of the team. Cuts up the jerseys. You know, I was trying to think about that. When I first heard the report, I'm like, I think you should be more lenient with the guy. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you can't treat him like a baby. I mean, you're running an organization. Yeah, if I'm running an organization, it's like, no, tough crap. You're going to wear that jersey. I'm the boss. Like, like, <laughs> I'm paying you millions and millions of dollars. You're going to wear that jersey. Yeah, we could wear a tutu. Go out there yeah. and wear a tutu. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I get to choose. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. My, my first reaction was they should work more with him, but... I, I came around in that and said, no, he's the boss. The, the Also, it, it comes from MLB. It's it's not like an irrational thing. Like, Major League Baseball plans these throwback nights. They, and, they did it for the Red Sox. Them. The Red Sox Giants last week yeah. wore those, like, sweater uniforms with no button down. Like, MLB decided that because they said these are two teams with old, similar uniforms. They're going to wear them. And, like, and it's a very popular thing, yeah. like, the throwback uniforms among yeah. fans. And, like... Kids and stuff. He just yeah. Throw, it's a very yeah. It's a huge money thing. It's a huge marketing thing. And yeah, okay. You know, w- w- see, there was a report that said Chris Sale was was upset that the team was prioritizing prioritizing marketing over performance. Sorry, performance is not a factor here. Like, yeah. Like I mean, it you basically the fact that you cut up every player's jersey means that it's not like a comfort thing. It's not like a, this is preventing me from pitching. It's like a, I don't like these, and I'm gonna just make sure we don't wear move. them. It's yeah, just exactly. One hundred percent power move. Exactly. The team is not is not sacrificing performance at all with this. That that's that's a ridiculous claim by Chris Sale. So yeah. So, so yeah. that's we'll we'll keep you updated on that. I hope Chris Sale just blows up and yeah. starts doing some real crazy cuz yeah. he's 
two times this year we've had he's, some interesting stories with Chris. Yeah, Sale he has involved. the he has the potential to blow up. I think. I mean, he's he's a he seems to be a very volatile personality. So yeah, um, it's good. To, it's good to dislike baseball players. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of them have zero personality. That's true. It's true. And so, unfortunately, a lot of them have personalities like this. But I guess it makes it exciting. So. Yes. Um, so I think that's it for sports. No more sports. No more sports. Alrighty. So now we move to the fourth quarter, which is a couple of TV movie stuff. So we have the night of, which is uh, episode three. Now I just moving, aired this past week. Moving, moving, moving along moving nicely. Along. Um, last week we did talk about this with Murph in the last ten minutes of the episode uh, after all the Boston sports stuff. So it's not all you guys might have hung around for that, but we talked about episode two. Now we're back for episode three. Uh, so in episode three on Sunday night, it is moving along, but still. Not really revisiting the night of. And the, so what the, are, the what funny thing is, we're going to talk about this, and we don't really have to say no spoilers. Because there's not... Yeah, nothing... Yeah. There's not a lot of... Uh, we should say it anyway. We'll, we'll say it. You know, we we'll about episode three, like, but there's nothing groundbreaking happening. Yeah, but we uh, there's nothing that I think that I would say that would ruin an episode. Because yeah. these past two episodes are more about um, character development, yep. um, yep. kind of like setting the stage for, for things to come, but... No real, like there's still, there were three episodes in and there's still no, like zero no, percent chance it's anyone else. Like it's yeah, 100% not, no chance and no other suspect. Yeah. Um, they're starting to introduce some clues, I think. Like yeah. the cat keeps recurring. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, Stone, who's the original lawyer that, that lost the job, um, he's been on on it as far as observing. Like, you know, he, he was... Not not uh, blatantly. Like he's walking around the house. He sees the cat. He lets the cat in. They're they're really cueing that like, hey, how'd the cat get outside again? And like stuff like that. You know, they're showing it, but they're not really tying it together. But they're making it clear that Stone is paying attention to some of that yeah. stuff. And then it, it coincides with him losing the job as lawyer. Um, and then the the trailers for next week show him talking with Detective Box. So like, you have to wonder what his involvement is still moving forward. My my favorite part of the show is the interaction between the characters. Mm-hmm. Like, um, even um, Detective Box and the uh, ex-lawyer Stone yeah. have a great rapport back and forth. Right. Um, and then even, like, the new lawyer is kind yeah. of very cut and dry, mm-hmm. and Stone's, like, the exact opposite, and you can tell he's, like, angry at, at them. So it's it's definitely, like, the, the dynamics are cool. And even... Um, my least favorite storyline is the taxi storyline with his dad. Yeah. Where his yeah. dad's got to get the taxi That's, back. But yeah. it, well, it's still yeah. interesting to see that, like, these two guys can sue the dad. The son. The son. Well, the son. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. And, like, the son could be, this would cost millions and millions of dollars yeah. for something that couldn't be, that like, yeah. could potentially not be true. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, and, and I and that's why that's why the other storyline with the taxi is a little weird now because that is actually a legitimate charge I think because he took the taxi and he didn't ask and it's it's but, but then but two thirds not his ultimately now his dad can go and say like oh I gave him permission you know yeah. so it's like his dad immediately realizes that that is not going to happen he's not going to charge him for grand theft so then the other two guys want to but uh, I will say my least favorite storyline is Stone's feet oh um, yeah that, you're you know. right that's my least favorite <laughs> um, it's really kind of ridiculous like. Everything about the show, I have no problem with. Even though it's moving kind of slowly, I have no problem with it because we're, like you said, we're we're hopefully we're laying groundwork. We're kind of exploring. We're developing characters. And it's we're, not like boring. Like it's, no, it's, it's not, slow, yeah. but it's not. It's all interesting it's all, stuff. Yeah, it's, stuff it's all kind of new. The and, dynamic in the yeah. prison is all like a lot of characters are being introduced and developed, even as even into episode three of an eight episode mini uh, yeah. miniseries. Really, um, into episode three, they're still introducing. So like that's 
Yeah, a little bit alarming. And so it's but, very it's it's very procedural right now. Yeah. In a in an interesting yeah. way, you kind yeah. of see him in prison. Um, as you would expect, he's a nice college kid yep. with a nice family. So yep. everyone's terrorizing him. Yeah, they think he raped a girl. Yeah, so he's getting treated yeah. poorly and, in prison. You know, right, and yeah, and and then you have the uh, perspective of his family, who just like is shell shocked by this. They have no clue what's going on. Um, you know, like they they get their house searched and all their computers get taken. Yep. It's like it's just like these things that are just kind of trying to relate to you what they're going through at the same time. So you, like we're really just visiting all the different perspectives and hopefully yeah. it's all going to come together now in not just a court case. I hope, I, My, I hope we're going to go back and see and get some clues on as to what happened. Because, it's going to be very interesting because I love the show right now. Yeah. I really want to watch it, but depending on how it ends, yeah, I could rate it less than 10%. Steve yeah. Nicholas I, I, like, I mean, yeah. Cause if it just continues to be sort of like, I almost said Adnan because it's like exactly yeah, like cereal. Yeah, like yeah. it feels like cereal where you're watching this, like you know, kind of, or at least you have an opinion on what you think or how you feel about these characters, but you have a, a weird feeling that nothing's going to get resolved. Yeah. Or, or, which, which, or something that's wrong. Like, something, like it's, it's going to be one of those shows that's like, um, a criticism of, of like the justice system and he goes to jail yeah, even though he's innocent. Yeah. So, like, and, and you, you have like a sinking feeling that it's one of these you don't actually learn the truth shows. Yeah. And I would be very bummed up, bummed about that. So that would make it a terrible show for me. I, I completely agree. And and we talked about this in that it's one of the big benefits of it being a miniseries is that shouldn't happen. Like the, the fact that this is an eight episode closed exactly. miniseries, it should not end without any type of a, a resolution. It, it shouldn't. Um, now, like you said, the one fear you can have is that a resolution or closure could be that it's about the justice system being being bad yeah you know you know maybe we get closure that it was someone else and he goes to jail or something and that would be kind of lame too i think you know you want this to end with like someone figuring it out and like figuring out who yeah. did it and then that showing up in court and being like bam wow like yeah they like figured a great it out. courtroom scene yeah when was like you, want, you saw a great like courtroom scene. you want all of that you know um so you know we just have to hope that that happens right now it's it's weird that it's three up. It's three eighths of the way through. I, I mean, we're the, like That's we, great we said math, this. Derek. Yeah, it's, you know, th- three eighths. Um, <laughs> so next episode, at the end of the next episode, we'll be halfway. So again, great math, but it's like we'll That's be killer. halfway done with the series after next episode, and it's we're still introducing characters because and we're four still is opening, half. Of four is half of eight, right? Right. It's so like four divided by eight, fifty percent. You know, so <laughs> if you cut each in half a couple times, you get one out of two. So one out of two is like the same as four out of eight. So there you go. Um, so yeah, four out of eight episodes will be done, and then you know you only have fifty percent of the episode left. Uh, yeah, if you're done with the first left. half, you only have you only half. have fifty percent left. Yeah. yeah. So, so and then that, they have to unravel everything else in the last fifty percent. Yeah. So I, I I've given it the benefit of the doubt fully still. Yeah. It's still a very good show for me. I'm very excited for the next few episodes. If it, if it continues down the mm-hmm. path it's going, we might be in trouble. I agree. Cool. Also. The next big thing, um, I saw this this weekend. Um, Derek saw it a few weekends ago, but we'll rate it. We'll do it quickly because um, it's actually, I don't know if it's out of theaters yet or it's I just it barely is. out, um, but 10 Cloverfield Lane, um, a, what kind, What type of movie uh, would you? Uh, like a, it's like a horror movie, <laughs> It's I not guess. really, it's like a thriller. It's like a, a thriller. Psychological yeah. thriller mixed yeah. with a sort it's of a, thriller. It's a psychological thriller mixed with like a, I don't want to mix in the other genre because yeah. I don't want to give spoilers on the movie. But we'll say this: so, it's 
one movie and then it's one million percent a different movie. Yeah. About ninety percent in. So yes. the movie takes and and this isn't like, oh, there's a big twist. Oh, there's like one movie, and then you watch a different movie. Right. A, a, a different little short movie. Short movie, yeah. Yeah. So, because of that, I don't rate it very highly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, it, the, it, it, it was, it was a, a thrilling movie to watch. It, was in, it, was, it kept my attention the entire movie, so that's good for... Generally, that's good for at least a 50% rating for me, if, yeah. I, if I was interested in the movie the whole time. Um, it didn't really get much beyond that, so I'm going to give it like a 60 Wow. Okay. Sixty is pretty good. I'm gonna give it exactly a fifty. Okay. Because I can't decide. It's like fifty-fifty. Yeah. Like who knows? Yeah. Um, because it really just makes no sense. And the thing is, I you gotta watch it to understand what we're saying. Yeah. But I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't I, recommend the movie. I would not actively recommend it. But I wouldn't probably. I wouldn't discourage someone from watching it. Yeah. Because it's, it's like it's it's well acted. It's, it's well acted. An it's, interesting concept. But the director obviously like, was like. This has never been done before. Yeah, I'm we're gonna, gonna yeah. we're gonna do this and confuse everybody. Yeah, it, um, it's it goes it, way against the tra- the traditional, like you've revealed what everything was about, and then you also were like, nope, actually, it, it's also about this. Yeah, you know exactly. And, and, and we've given it, you all the options it could be. And, and traditional movie watching says it's one of them. Well, yeah, like as you're watching it, you're like, you know, without giving anything away, it's like you you know, there's one of two possibilities the whole movie. It's like yeah. it's either it's this path or it's this path. And Correct. they were like, here it is, it's this path. And then they were like, also the other path comes in and meets it too still. Yeah. So it's both, exactly. it's both paths. It's both paths. So that's probably not a good description of our radio. <laughs> Actually probably a terrible description. It's terrible. But if you've but watched it, you know what we're talking if about. If you watch it, you know what we're talking about. Um and if you haven't watched it, it's it's got John Goodman. It's um the other two actors or one actress, one actor. Mm-hmm. It's a very uh Small cast, right? Three people. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, a couple other minor characters, I think, but yeah, pretty much three people. Yeah, and so I mean, it's it's very well acted, and it keeps your attention for sure. And you'll yeah. you'll never watch a movie. Well, you've never watched a movie yeah. like it. I'll say that. There, there's one fun fact when you mentioned other characters. Um, this isn't really a spoiler. You know, in the very beginning of the movie, when the girl's on the phone with her boyfriend and she's like drive, having a fight with him, Ben. Yeah. Do you know who plays Ben? No, there's a Bradley Cooper. No way. Bradley Cooper plays Ben. Is the yeah, voice of is Ben? The voice of Ben. Yeah, that's fun, like fun fact. It's weird. I don't know why. How'd you he know took that? that role uh, with the people I watched it with? Told that's me. so funny. Yeah, because the he's on the phone for like 10, 20, 10 yeah. seconds, twenty yeah. seconds, very very short amount of time. Yeah, huh. it's pretty funny. So fifty one percent. There's a there's a boost. Boost. So there you go. You can watch Ten Cloverfield Lane uh, if you wanna wanna understand anything we just talked about. So. <laughs> Um, that ends the fourth quarter, brings us to the final drive. So you want to, I see you have a cozy book corner. You want to go first? I have a cozy book corner. I'll go first. Um, but I'm actually going to change cozy book corner to crappy book corner. These books were crappy. Um, I read two bad books and I'm going to tell you about them. Uh, cause it's my final drive and I can do whatever I want. Um, first book was Blood Meridian by Cormac McCarthy. Um, he's the author of The Road, author of... Um, All the Pretty Horses, author of um, No Country for Old Men, which is a, which is a popular movie as well. Um, very good author. I love his books. Um, he's pretty unorthodox. He doesn't use a lot of punctuation. He it, he writes a lot like train of thought type books. Uh, but this book was insufferable. I could barely understand them. It was a, a, just a violent and I like I don't mind dark books, but this was just violent for the sake of violence. Um, I don't know. The, the people were hard to understand. It was like 1800s cowboys who were all talking and written, like, they would write out the words like they had dip in their mouth. 
So like every word was like choppy. It was just really, really mm. hard to understand. Mm. Um, so I give that a, I don't even know, Zero. 20% Steve Nichols Avocados. Don't read it. And it's a classic. It's like an American classic. Mm. It's like on ranked on like the top 15, like Court McCarthy's like a top 10 yeah. American author of all time. Yeah, and, it's a New York Times bestseller. Yeah. So, um, And the second book I read is a debut novel, um, brand new actually, within the past year. Uh, Did You Ever Have a Family by Bill Clegg, I think it is. Um, also, garbage book. Just terrible, pathetic book. It is a New York Times bestseller. It's a New York but... Times bestseller. Everything's a New York Times bestseller. <laughs> or every author is a New York Times bestselling author. Because um, New York Times has no shame, right, apparently. Right. Um, so that was terrible, too. I give that a 5%. Steve Nicholas, Avocado. So I'm really hurting for good books, guys. So if anyone has any good book recommendations... Now's the time. I, I, our my the book club is now reading um, all the things I've never told or all the things I never told you, which is another like Oprah Winfrey mom book that I'm mm. not too excited to read, but we'll see what happens. So. Right. That, that that has a long title, kind of like um, the the last one you said. So um, long title books are starting to long title books are out. Yeah, short yeah, title yeah. books are in. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. so that's it. Two two crappy books. Crappy book corner. All right, crappy book corner is closed. Uh, my final drive is short and sweet. Uh, I, it's a shout out to John Griffin for losing to me this week in fantasy baseball. Um, it's uh, it was a heated battle. John lost. Um, I beat him. <laughs> I am ranked, which is amazing. Which, I is, love which it. is a great feeling. It's a great feeling beating the commissioner. You know, the, it's it's like it's like Goodell. It's like beating Goodell. You know, yeah, but that never um, happens. <laughs> well, right, true. Um, so I'm ranked. I'm in ninth place out of twelve teams. So this is a this was a victory. You know, it's, it's not a bigger picture victory. It's just a victory. It's over a moral John. victory. It's a it's a moral and literal victory over John that doesn't help me get to the playoffs, but hurts him. But hurts him and, and is a was a two week victory because of the All Star break. So, and it's just as rewarding. And it's it's just as rewarding as if I was in first place. So um, <laughs> there you go. This is what keeps me playing fantasy sports is is weeks like this. <laughs> So uh, came right down to the wire. I was in the presence of John when Trevor Story blasted a three-run homer to win. So nice. it doesn't get better than that. It doesn't get any better. So that was just a quick shout-out to John for losing to me. So There you go. What a drive. Yeah. So that's it. That's, that's it. That's the final drive. Episode that's over. 30. Episode th- 30 episodes in the, in the book. book. 30 hours. That's, that's a long it's time. It's more than 30 hours. Yeah. Well... Th- of airtime, yeah, thirty hours. But of area, yeah, yeah, thirty more than thirty hours of, of time uh, I have to spend with you doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's way a, too. That's much. way too much time. But, way more than um, thirty. But the, but airtime, people listening, about thirty hours they've gone through. Mike close. DeFranco, thirty hours. Thirty <laughs> yeah. hours. He's listened to thirty episodes. It's crazy. So uh, that's it for episode thirty. If you heard it here, second. Thanks mm-hmm. again to Mike DeFranco, our sponsor and our guest, uh, and as you know, all the Pokemon Masters out there, uh, great job. Uh, keep keep it going. Keep catching them all. Uh, And that's it. So we'll see you guys next week for episode 31. Yes, later days.